let's go ahead and start. Uh, Mickey's not going to be here because she's under the weather. But uh, uh, she called me a little while ago and said she wasn't going to make it. But uh, uh, anyway, today is July 17th, 2016. And this is Worlds of Books. And we're discussing the novel Time and Chance by Alan Brennert. Uh, I think this was recommended uh, on one of the Banquet of Books things. Well, uh, David, David, you mentioned it, I think, in one of the Banquet of Books meetings. I don't know. If, I can't remember. I think you said you kind of liked it. Cause we, or or maybe, maybe it was when we talked about Palisades Park uh, on Novel Ideas, uh, also by the same author. Uh, anyway, I, I remember it kind of sticking in my head, and I've always been a, a kind of a fan of It's a Wonderful Life. I, I kind of like fantasy stuff, so I thought, well, I was I was clutching at straws trying to come up with a book at the end of last meeting, uh, probably not unlike the way I'll be at the end of this meeting, and uh, this one was kind of at the top of my wish list, so I grabbed it. So uh, uh, anyway, I'll give you a, just a little bit of information on Alan Brennert. Uh, He was born in Englewood, New Jersey in 1954. Uh, He's had a kind of a a, a varied career. He's done done lots of stuff. I mean, all all having to do around uh, artistic kind of stuff, but uh, whether it's writing books or writing screenplays for television shows or writing comic books, he's done a little bit of all of that. Uh, He... He wrote some screenplays for L.A. Law back in the 90s and won an Emmy as a, as a group effort on that, I think maybe in 1992. Uh, he wrote uh, some Wonder Woman comic books, a Daredevil comic book, some Batman issues, uh, and probably some other stuff as well. Uh, of his novels, the main ones I'm going to mention, uh, This Time and Chance was written in 1990. Palisades Park, I believe, was probably his last novel he's written was in like 2013, uh, and he's written uh, you know hand, uh, two or three other ones. The names don't stick. Uh, a couple of them have to do with Hawaii, I think. Maybe one of them may be called Honolulu, but maybe not. And I think those were outgrowths of some kind of either a TV or a movie screenplay he was working on that, that was never developed. So he had, apparently he had done the research and decided to go ahead and write a book out of it. But uh, that's about all I have on him. Uh, uh, like I said, I mean, I, uh, the the Palisades Park was, was pretty well thought of when we talked about it in Novel Ideas. And uh, I'm curious, what, what do you all have to say about this book? I mean, fantasy fiction... You either kind of like it or, or, or you don't. And uh, I'm curious as to what folks thought about this. Um, this is Michelle. Um, you know, I was glad that, that you guys picked this book because I've wanted to read. I've wanted to read this author for a while, and this was my first time reading him, although I was familiar with some of the books that, that were mentioned, uh, just the titles of them. Um, and I thought overall it was pretty good. Um there was a couple of places it got a little draggy, um, but overall I thought it, the story moved along. Um, 
And I was curious when the book was written because there were so many references to stuff from the 1980s. So I did look up and, and saw that it was written in 1990, which made sense to me. Because um, he mentions a lot of shows, like a lot of shows that were on Broadway in the 80s, one, one of which, The House of Blue Leaves, I actually saw. So when they mentioned it in the book, I was like, oh, wow, I saw that. And some of the references... Um, he mentions a deli that's on 72nd Street, Fine and Shapiro, which is still there, and the drama bookshop, which is still in business, that the um, character was always running to to get books. Um, so there were a lot of things that were familiar to me, and also um, I've been to New Hampshire a lot, and some of the story was set in New Hampshire, so that was familiar to me as well. So that was really interesting. Um, the fantasy stuff, I don't know much about fantasy. I kind of liked in the beginning where they would get glimpses of the other lives. Like at one point, they were both eating cake, and somehow they switched the taste of the cake from one to the other. I thought that was kind of well done. It wasn't like hitting you over the head. It was kind of subtle. Um, and for me, the most interesting part of the story was the whole going into the creative process of acting. That, I thought, was really interesting. Um, I... I, I I don't watch a lot of movies now, but I used to watch a lot of movies and go to a lot of theater. So I, I'm kind of interested in that to, to begin with. Um, and I like when he was teaching um, the young girl about Romeo and Juliet, and he talked a lot about like what it's like to be an actor on different levels, on like community theater level, all the way up to like really professional level. That that I found really interesting. So overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I know Sherry's read some of his other books, and she's recommended them to me. And I probably would, would try um, uh, Molokai, I know, is one, and uh, Palisades Park, I know, was read in a different group, and there's some other ones. And I thought it was pretty good, actually. I agree with you on all of that. Honolulu was excellent. I reviewed it for Library Journal, and I liked what you were saying about the acting. I remember about the hands. The girl talks about Oris's or something like that, and she doesn't know what it is, and he says to her about to put her hands together like she was praying to indicate what the word meant. And I love the what if, and they learned, and I'm sure one of you will mention it as well, that they were in the right life for them, though some of the fantasy you do have to suspend belief on because you wonder where this Richard lived. This other one, is he in the same world? Is it a parallel world? I mean, how could they live to, and not have tripped over each other? You know, that's the part sometimes you just have to suspend belief. Brennert does sometimes write this fantasy stuff. He, I know he wrote a short story. I saw it once in a science fiction collection. He's more historic fiction, and I hope he writes something else soon. This is Sherry. I really like this book, um, and I, I took it to be parallel universes for the reasons that David said. They would have run into each other with the same names and everything. Um, I I like that. I always like books that kind of what-if kind of books, so I like the theme right from the start. I was wondering if you guys – I felt that – I didn't really like the end. I wanted Richard, who was originally from New York, to stay in New Hampshire because he seemed happy there. And I thought the Richard, who was originally from New Hampshire, was kind of a jerk um, in both lives. And, and he was kind of coming into his own there at the end in New York. And I was afraid if he went back to his family, things would go back to the way they were, even though the book sort of indicated that all would be happy at the end. Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm a little thick because when I started reading this book, I'm, 
I was thinking, I mean, they, these are two different guys, and the, you know, one of them, you know, they got the same last name, and one of them's Richard, and one of them's Rick. And it just it took me a while before I realized, no, no, this is a parallel universe, and this is a, this is the exact same guy because uh, it has to be because he, he's married to the same woman that uh, that he used to be involved with, uh, coming from the New York Richard perspective. Uh, and then you know, once I once I got all that straight, uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, this is this is kind of it's a little a little like it's a wonderful life, except instead of. Uh, how things would have been had you never lived. It's like how things would have been had you made different decisions at big uh, life-changing events in your life. So I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was. It was pretty well done. Uh, it, it was a little confusing at first, but uh, maybe that was just me. But because uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard for me to. I, I, I'm so absolute and analytical about stuff it's hard for me to imagine like a parallel universe and stuff it's kind of like it's got to be it's got to be able to exist or not and uh but uh having said that i I kind of enjoyed the different the the different uh uh, the different tweaks that that each of them experienced while they were living in in the alternative uh lives uh I, i really enjoyed I mean, I think I think the Richard from New York w- was was the better self of the, of the two guys, and uh, uh, he, he repaired a lot of damage that the other one had caused when he went to live with her. And I enjoyed a lot of the family scenes. I especially loved the scenes when he was trying to, to coach his daughter and stuff. That that was really good. And then when he when he kind of got into her skin, when he sensed that she was jealous because he said he was going to go back into acting. Uh, the, I thought those were very well done, and you know, I like family stuff anyway, and and I and I really kind of like the twist that that the only one that really that really figured him out was was the baby, and the baby knew it wasn't the same, it, it wasn't his dad, and the baby always cried when he was around, uh, except in that one you know scene toward the end where the other one popped in and the baby was smiling and gurgling and stuff. So. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, uh, I thought it was very well done, uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I I actually thought the ending was good, Sherry. I like that they went back to where they started from, even though I agree that the Richard character really fixed everything really well for the Rick character. But I like that they because I think each of them, well, especially the Richard character, I think he missed his life as an actor, um, and. You know, I think he really helped the Rick character figure out. I didn't really understand, like, how they could be the same person and split off. I, I didn't really get that, but, you know, I just sort of assumed that it, that's what it was. The one thing that can always confused me in the story is why the Rick character was so incredibly angry. I couldn't figure that out. I mean, he just seemed, like, more angry than he than he should be. And that that kind of confused me. Um, the Richard character, I think, was was definitely the nicer character. Well, um, I I feel the same way that uh, everybody does about this book. In that, well, I got very confused between Richard and Rick. I mean, I knew that they were one person, but they really were two. Or is it that they were really two, but they were one? Um, I found the book fascinating. I'm not a fantasy reader normally. And um, I found myself saying, wait, wait a minute, which is this one? Which is that one? But 
um, basically, well, when I started the book, I just loved it, and I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't really quite get it either. Um, and through the book, you know, who was Richard and who was Rick? And then with the mother, the mother died um, on Richard's, no, on Rick's watch. But then she was alive for the other one. And um, I couldn't really wrap myself around that either. I, I was so glad that she was alive for the other one, but then she was dead for the other one. Um, basically, I really did enjoy this book. Um, I couldn't quite see the connection between it and A Wonderful Life, except that um, no, I really didn't see that connection. Um, it was fascinating that, uh, I mean, I, I read it with a, a great deal of fascination going from one to the other. And, of course, the Richard New York guide was a lot nicer. Um, he knew hand, how to handle things and how to get Rick out of of things, um, I didn't really particularly like the Rick character, um, but uh, Richard was so good with the with Paige, and um, and with Deborah too, um, and and it was uh, it was fascinating how they each got through things they didn't understand about the other because. They hadn't really had a chance to tell each other as much as they would have wanted to. So, of course, there were gaps that one didn't know about, the other didn't know about. And uh, the whole cocaine thing, that was that was really something. Uh, I think it was Rick. Rick was the one that got... got um, Addicted, wasn't it? it? Yeah, I think it was Rick. Anyway, I, I thought there were some draggy parts. I thought the book was, it could have been a little bit shorter. I like Brennard's uh, references to my state of New Jersey because I knew what he was talking about. And I always love when people refer to places that I know. I think we probably all do. Um, I know a little bit about New Hampshire. I've been there a couple times. Um, and those references were good, too. No, I did really the book. I haven't read it already. Because it's very different to me. It's very, I never read a book like quite like this before where I couldn't tell the difference between who was whom. Well, I, I like these... Uh I prefer these uh, parallel universes to the time travel in science fiction thing because you leave too many con contradictions. That's a little hard to make r r rationalize, but uh, keep the story at least logical, logically consistent. But um, I, I, I like the story. It was very well written and uh, consistent, and characters were believable outside of the parallel. Universes. Uh, it was 
It was very good. I've read a number of those parallel universe stories, and they're quite good. Yeah, uh, Michelle brought up something that I, I just want to pose to y'all. Uh, uh, why, why do you think the the Rick character was so angry? Because uh, I mean, his anger was out of control, and 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 and, and, and do you really believe? I mean, I, I've always believed. I mean, you know, obviously each of us are. You know, we're the sum of all of our life experiences, and you know, yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to be—I don't mean to sound trite and stuff, but uh, you know, at, at what point does how we act and our and how 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 is our personality influenced by life decisions we've made and stuff? I mean, does the fact that you ended up marrying somebody instead of going on going on into an acting career would that would that really make you uh an angry person uh i'm, I'm just curious what what y'all think about that i mean i, I realize it's fiction and, you know i don't you know i don't want to get out the you know the magnifying glasses too much on stuff like this but i think yeah i think it's good for it's good food for thought yeah the old nature versus nurture question um i i think that Probably in this situation, given that the Richard in New York seemed to be a nice guy who didn't lose his temper, at least the author thinks that events uh, made Rick, New Hampshire, Rick the angry guy he was. He wanted to act, and he married someone and went into a job that he didn't like. And instead of taking responsibility for that, he seemed to blame everyone else, and you got the impression he would never go to plays or anything like that because it just made him angry and he didn't help his daughter. He wasn't supportive. He was just kind of a jerk, and I guess one could blame circumstances, although the circumstances were certainly of his own devising. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but, I mean, the answer seemed to be pretty obvious. Like when the Richard went to New Hampshire, he discovered that there's community theater and, you know, obviously a lot of people that are in community theater, it doesn't really pay particularly well. They have to have other jobs, but this is something that they do at night. They have flexible schedules. So I didn't really see why he couldn't, like, dip his toe into acting. I mean, I understand. It just it seemed really out of proportion to me. I just and, and then when he went to New York and became an actor, right away he got involved, like Joni said, with cocaine. And he just got really, really out of control. And I just couldn't buy into it that somebody was like that out of control, but yet they still kept their job and they still were married and they still had children. Because usually if you're that out of control, like everything gets ruined. So that part, I had a hard time sort of suspending my my disbelief. But the other character, Finn or Finney or something, he seemed more believable because he was like in denial about all his issues and and I like that you know Richard tried to help him and and get him on the right track which is not such an easy thing to do and I also like the fact that he had a chance to spend time with his mother because I guess being an actor he was away all the time and and he didn't really get to spend as much time with her as he wanted to so those kind of elements I thought were were pretty believable in the story yeah and I I think I'm I'm agreeing with you I think I think my biggest problem with, with with the book is that I mean basically the way I interpreted the presentation was these two guys or, or these these two versions of the same guy uh, 
that, that their life events were pretty much identical up until, you know, maybe they're getting out of college. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it, if it branched off much before then, but it, but it seemed like the way it was presented is like these guys had pretty much lived the same lives up up, up to that point. And then then they made some major life different, you know, life changing event decisions. And uh, I, I'm not so sure that the characters would be so radically different as as he presented. I mean, because at least my belief is, you I mean your personality's formed pretty early in, in your life and stuff. I mean, obviously, it's it's further. You know, other factors influence it down the road, but I think major stuff in your upbringing kind of establish your personality. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a lot of disagreement about that, but yeah, that, that's where I'm coming from. And I, I just thought they were so radically because the richer guy, the richer character was just so much better. I mean, he he just was better at at handling stuff. I mean, and, and figuring stuff out. I mean, he, he patched over everything with the with the family. The other guy had almost wrecked, and uh, you know reestablished his relationship with his daughter and uh, his wife and, you know, found the community theater and just on and on it went. And, and like and like y'all said, the other guy got, you know, got got to the acting and promptly got on cocaine and stuff and almost made a, a pig's breakfast of, of, of Richard's life. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it made for it made for interesting reading. And, of course, like we say, it's it's fiction. But uh, uh, that, that, that was my only quibble a, a bit. But, you know. I guess we needed that. Uh, yeah, I think the part of the cocaine, though, he was really nervous about going into the acting. He wasn't prepared to take the other guy, fill the other guy's shoes in New York. I mean, he had, he had been interested in acting, but he'd never acted really, <laughs> and so, but uh, so they got fired anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. The, 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 there was no question that of the two of them, it would have been a lot easier for uh, the actor to to, to take up insurance processing and then then an insurance processor you know taking up professional acting uh so <laughs> regardless i mean i i think rick did a did a decent job winging his way through it and stuff but uh uh yeah he he definitely had the bigger challenge and uh i thought it was pretty clever what what richard did to try to explain away uh his lack of of not knowing stuff you know he kind of feigned that whole uh uh, breakdown thing, and which was pretty clever. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever too. The way he he did the breakdown thing, and he was able to uh, to kind of fudge his way through, so that when he didn't know something, he could say, "Oh, I just don't remember it. I think it's oh, I'm not feeling well. I have a headache or whatever." And then he he finally was able to get back home and uh, uh, kind of get out of each of these scrapes that where he didn't know any of the things that that Rick knew with the insurance um, as we're speaking about it I'm getting more and more confused with this book because um, the two personalities the split personality uh, the anger Rick's anger uh, but and and Rick was so arrogant. Uh, he just thought he could act, and suddenly he would get scared. But he really thought he was so good. He couldn't believe that they were thinking that he was so good. But then he kind of got to believe his own press. 
Um, I meant, Michelle mentioned the character of Finney, and I, I liked that. I didn't like the character, but I thought it was a really well-written character. Um, it certainly was interesting that in Richard's life, because he had the auto accident and was paralyzed, he was no longer an alcoholic, and so becoming paralyzed, in a sense, saved him in, in the long run. He was a happier person. Um, and I think there were some parallels you could see between Rick becoming a cocaine addict or certainly um, between him and Finney, the way Finney acted as an alcoholic, arrogant and in denial and stuff like that. And it was kind of ironic that Rick had apparently put up with Finney back in New Hampshire, and now here he was in New York kind of acting the same way, whereas Richard just kind of refused to put up with him at all after a couple of times, which was great. Yeah, I also thought, in this the way life would be, uh, uh, Richard, the better of the two, uh, Got to got to experience his mother's death in both 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 universes. So you know, she died while he was you know acting first of all, and then he got to Rick's world and got to enjoy her there and and and, and try to right what he thought were some of his wrongs. And then, darn if she didn't die on him again. So uh, 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 life can certainly throw us curves and stuff. So I thought I thought that was kind of that was interesting the way that was done. There was I thought a flaw in that. Um, Richard accompanied Finney to AA, and I don't think AA allows extra people to be there. I'm not sure of that, and maybe it differs from place to place, but that struck me as wrong, and I know that emergency rooms don't allow you to stay in the room when they're working on someone with heart failure. They make family and friends wait in the waiting room. But, you know, he did all his research on New York, apparently, so I'll cut him some slack for those things. Well, he did his research on New York, and he lives, um, if he's still living in New Jersey, he lived in New Jersey long enough to know pretty intimately, because I'm sure that he went into to New York a great deal. Uh, you could tell his writing was, uh, uh, he knew what he was talking about. When I, uh, I, when I had my heart attack, I was in a big emergency room, and there were other people in other parts, so there were all kinds of people around. Yeah, I used to work in an ER, and the first thing they would do in serious cases was usher the family and friends out because they didn't want them to watch. You know, sometimes it could be kind of gory working on them, but there were certainly friends and family and other little cubicles all in the emergency room itself. You get the most interesting conversations sometimes in those cubicles. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys think that that Kate Catlin that um, Richard had apparently been involved with and dragged him down and now Rick got involved with? I mean, here she comes to a party and announces that she killed some baby ducks with a lawnmower and he still is interested in her because she's so beautiful. Um, I found that really appalling. That turned my stomach uh, uh I, I just, uh, I, I can't stand, st- I mean, if you do something bad to animals, I don't care if you've been raised on a farm or not, but, uh, I mean, if you're raised on a farm, you have to have to kill livestock for whatever reason. There's a way to do it, and that's not it. I agree that that was, that was disgusting, and more than disgusting, it was, it was kind of horrible. More than horrible. I hate that, too, in books when they do things to animals and babies. Well, at least this book, I mean, he didn't go into any graphic detail, which was something. It, it shocked the people at the party, anyway. Except for Rick, apparently. And I was curious, he was getting ready to go out 
yeah, Rick as Richard in the New York story was getting ready to go out on a date. I can't remember the girl's name. Did did they just let that kind of fall by the wayside? I don't remember them ever talking about whoever that that woman was he was about to date. Did they, did they ever really talk about her much? Was this Libby? Yeah, L- Libby. That's it. Did was did, was she in there? And they described her. And I just don't remember anything about it. They alluded to the fact that Richard had started dating her, and to the fact that Richard. I guess after his bad relationship and marriage seemed to push women away after a short period of time and that she was one that maybe he should have kept dating. And you got the impression at the end that that was going to end up happy for them. You know, the the part about Richard and the relationships, it did seem really consistent with somebody who's an actor because I think when people are actors, they come together for a couple of months or maybe a little bit longer. They work really, really long hours and they spend a lot of time together. And then often, you know, people have relationships because they're just together all the time. But then when the, the project ends, everybody kind of goes their separate ways. So I had the sense that that was how he met all of his girlfriends was from his jobs and stuff. And then each of them moved on to a different job and then the relationships sort of went away. So he seemed to have a pretty good network of friends that he was close to, but... It wasn't really the same thing like Rick had with his family. I mean, he wasn't with somebody, you know, to that to that degree. Yeah, a- acting is is one of those professions that that when you're young, you think, man, that looks like that's so easy. Yeah, you know, it looks like it's so easy to they make all these big bucks and stuff. I can't imagine how anybody does that for a living because you're you're taking on all these personas if you're really good over and over and over again. I'm I'm wondering how you keep your own personality from getting lost yeah i think acting is really really interesting and i think creative people are really interesting um just you know if you listen to them talk or even people that write books they spend a couple of years writing a book they get very immersed into the process and then they just let it go so um I don't think it's as as schizophrenic as we might think it is if we're not that type of person i think it's just their work Kind of, and they just get really involved in it, and it's kind of like an artist painting a picture. And then they just let it go when they finish, and I think authors the same thing; they let the book go, and I think actors the same thing; they just let the role go. So um, I don't know. I feel like people like that are just born into it. They have that that tendency, that drive, that desire, and um, and that's what the, that's the way they want to live. Um, there's a documentary. There's actually two documentaries. Um, one is, oh, I forgot the name, but um, one is about uh, male character actors, and then they had one recently about female character actors, and they talk about the whole process of how they live their lives and how they manage their money, which is really interesting because most of them you know, don't get paid like the big stars, and they just make money in spurts and how they manage their lives and, you know, the toll that it takes on their personal lives. And it's it's, it's a really, you, ha- you have to really want to be involved in that kind of life because I think it's a really difficult life and you give up so much because you travel around a lot and you, you know, you're, you're constantly moving. So it's, it has to be something that you just love because I don't know why you do it otherwise. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. I, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's got to be... Uh it's got to be hard. Uh, it's, de- it's definitely hard on relationships. I know that based on if, if you, if you, well, 
who has a successful relationship now, regardless of your career, but it just seems like actors really have a tough time of it. And I can't think of anything more boring, and I hope nobody does this, but as insurance stuff, I think that must be the most boring stuff to be involved with. Okay, well, does anybody have any last-minute comments before we try to decide what we're going to discuss uh, next month? So your, here's your here's your last last chance. And then and also, Johnny, uh, it, it, it is boring, but, but some people are just cut out to do that kind of stuff. I don't know. Some people prefer uh, sitting around processing paperwork and processing numbers and stuff. Yeah, but it, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Well, I just was going to thank you, Alan, and thank Mickey for having a book group because so many of the book groups um, took off in July. <laughs> I know I, for one, wanted to go to a book group, so thank you very much for, for having the meeting today. I wanted to mention that I've read Palisades Park and Malachi, and um, Malachi, unfortunately, is only on Bookshare right now, but it's it's really excellent. It's historical fiction about how they used to put lepers on Molokai, um, and it starts out with a young girl who's separated from a family on Molokai and her growing up there, and it's really good. And, of course, I think most people have read Palisades Park, but it was very good, too. How do you spell Molokai? I think it's M-O-L-O-K-A-I. I could be off. If you search by author in Bookshare, you'll probably find it for sure. Yeah, that's right, M-O-L-O-K-A-I. 2003. Okay, does anybody have a, a, a book that's kind of bubbled up to the top of their wish list that they think would be great to read for next month? Uh, I'm giving y'all a shot. I've got one I can suggest, but it's kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants suggestion, something I've added to my wish list recently. But uh, uh, I want to throw it out there to, uh, to you guys first. Well, I have a suggestion. I don't know if this would be of, of interest to anybody except me, but I'll just throw it out there. Um, there's a, a book that came out recently. I can't remember the author's last name. Her first name is Hope, and it's called Lab Girl. I don't know if anybody has heard it. It was talked about on NPR and other places. And she's a, a female scientist, and she talks all about you know what it's like to be a scientist and all the demands and all the things that she's involved with and it's not too long and everybody seems to like it so i guess if you like science and you're interested in that kind of thing i'm, I'm going to definitely read it and I, like i said it might be too you know it might not be so interesting for everybody else but it's just a suggestion well i was going to suggest that um wait till next year by doris kearns goodwin um I would have chosen it for fiction old and new, but it's not fiction. It's a memoir, but it reads like a story. It's about Doris Kearns Goodwin growing up in New York City and how she was in love with the Brooklyn Dodgers and how she and her father bonded over the baseball games and stuff. And um, I don't know. I'm not a sports fan, and I still really like the book. She's such a good writer, and I don't remember how long it is, though. And the book that I was thinking about is called The X, that's E-X, by Alifair Burke. So uh, 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 she's James Lee Burke's daughter, but she's a, a, a good novelist in her own right and stuff. So, uh, uh, Okay, so we got three on the table. Does anything, I, 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 can, I can read anything. Uh, I, I do like to read nonfiction from time to time, so I, I'm probably leaning toward Michelle's recommendation. But uh, uh, what do you all think? What's your book about, Alan? Oh, hang on. Let me let me find the description real quick. Hang on. Well, my only 
my only suggestion would be I know it's the summer and a lot of people like to read fiction in the summer so possibly you might want to read a fiction book in August and then save the non-fiction books for the fall possibly okay this is this is it's real current nine hours 12 minutes long read by Elizabeth Rogers I'm not sure I know that name it's a 26 it's a 26 2016 book suspense fiction legal fiction okay I know we read a lot of that so maybe that's not the best choice this when NYC defense attorney Olivia Randall is contacted by her ex fiance's teen daughter Olivia agrees that she does truly owe him hmm. now a well-known actor Jack Harris is accused of murdering the father of the teen who killed Jack's wife and others at Penn Station sounds a little confusing but uh, strong language 2016 okay that's that oh I'm just going to repeat what I say, Alan, because you were away from the microphone, but I was just going to say that in in August, I, I would imagine most people probably rather read fiction in the summer because it's a little lighter. So I don't know if you want to save the the not the nonfiction books for September or October and then read the fiction book in August. Just a, just a suggestion. Alan, how long were the two nonfiction titles? They sounded really good, and I think we've read, you know, the legal fiction kind of stuff. And I know that there's a mystery group on here somewhere that probably reads them as well. I was just wondering, though I do understand, Michelle, that people want sometimes a beach read in the summer, so... I just wondered. Yeah, the Doris Kearns Goodwin, um, how long is that? Because her books are usually very, very, very long, as far as I know. Lab Girls, 11 hours and 40 minutes. Uh, tell, tell me, spell the name of your, or say the name of your book again, Sherry. It's called Wait Till Next Year, and I think Till is T-I-L, but if you look up Goodwin, comma, Doris, you ought to find it in the list. I know it's not as long as her non, her Historic history books, because that eleven-hour one's not—that's not a bad length. So if the if the other one's around that length, I don't know. We should we could look at either one. I like the idea of the sort of biography. I've not read Doris Kearns Goodwin, and I've often wanted to, and I have heard good things about Lab Girl as well. And nobody wants a legal fiction, I see. So. Oh, I wouldn't mind reading legal fiction, even though we read a lot of it. Well, no wonder I didn't find this on. First search. Wait till next year. Till spell T I L L. Give me a break. I don't know who, who put that in here. Uh, it is seven hours nineteen minutes. Read by Pam Ward. Uh, yeah, Doris Kernis Goodwin. Okay. Sports and recreation biography bestsellers. I, I I'm I'm up for either one of these. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we ought to hold the uh, the X by Alif Herbert. Nobody seemed to really that didn't sound all that great anyway. After I looked at it again, uh, maybe that that'll be good mystery book fodder. But uh, y'all want to do wait till next year or uh, Lab Girl? Wait till next year. Certainly shorter. You could almost read them both together. You would get about eighteen hours. So that might be a little longer than some people want to do. 
I would go with the shorter one, and she sounds interesting, and hold the other one maybe later. Yeah, I'll go for current Goodman's book, too. She's a good author. Yes, I agree. Wait till next year. Uh, can you give us the number, Alan? Four five double oh seven. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, sorry about that. Four five oh oh seven. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Seven hours, nineteen minutes. Nice and short. That's good. Read by Pam Ward. I'm not sure I know Pam Ward, but whatever. So good. Thanks for the recommendation, Sherry, and thanks for everybody's comments. I enjoyed the discussion as always. Well, Sherry's been talking to me about this book for a long time, so I know it's a really good book. And baseball, obviously, in the summer is is a perfect fit. Um, I'm just going to mention, um, I hope it's okay, but I'm just going to mention that Fiction Old and New, which is meeting Thursday, August 4th, which is about two and a half weeks from now, we're reading a book that sounds very similar to the book that we read here. Instead of Time and Chance, it's called Time and Again by Jack Finney, um, which is a, a pretty well-known book, um, also published, coincidentally, in 1990, so... Um, and it's um, it's kind of a, a historical fiction with a little bit of sci-fi. So um, if you're if you're around August fourth, um, we'd love to have you join us at Fiction Old and New. Yes, thanks for mentioning that. I thought it was excellent too. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we had another you know, that was written by Jack Finney. And then we had the Dave Finney character in this book. So parallels all over the place. So uh, anyway, all right. Well, great. Uh, uh, and then, and well, Don Don's book uh, the the, the uh, the history book, I'll let him speak up. I know it has something to do with nuclear something or other, but it, it doesn't meet until August either. I guess it's the first Tuesday in August? Yeah. It's it's the, uh, it's the first Tuesday in August, and it's um, – here we go. Oh, uh, Arsenals of Folly by uh, – uh, by, uh, by <laughs> Richard Rhodes. And it, it's a little longer book because it's just had two months to read it in, and uh, but it's not a real long book <laughs> like some were suggested. But um, I think you'll find it very interesting. Uh, some of the chapters are more interesting than others, uh, but uh, it goes through Chernobyl and Gorbachev's background. You know, that was, I found very interesting. So it is. All right. Well, I'll say bye to everybody. Uh, time to go over to my brothers for supper. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have a great, uh, a great week. And thanks again for everybody's comments. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, everybody. This was really good. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, Joni, are you getting the emails I'm sending? Um, I think I just got one, Sherry. Um, but I have to check over my email. I have to go back. And but it was so good seeing that list again. Um, uh, so I hope that I am. Now, can I subscribe to it, or is it crazy? Like, is it a big mess to subscribe? Well, I think you already are subscribed, aren't you? And you're just not getting the emails. Isn't that the case? Because I know a lot of people are having that problem. Um, right after you contacted me, I think I sent you probably 30 or 40 emails right in a row of, forwarded books so hopefully those all came through and then this week i've just sent them whenever i'm online and happen to come across them maybe one or two a day if that okay well i have to look back because i know i got i know i got at least one and i probably got more too but this email client that i use um, i have some difficulty with but uh 
I'm gonna uh, go back and see if I indeed got uh, got them from you. Okay, no problem. I don't mind sending them at all. I'm forwarding them to some other people too, so it's no big deal. Um, hopefully, Nolan will get the email mess straightened out eventually, so people can subscribe without any issues. I hope so because I've always loved that list. I've been on it forever. Yeah, same here. It is a good list. Okay, well, thanks, Sherry. Take care, and thanks for this recommendation because, uh, well, I don't like sports that much. I'm trying to get myself more interested in sports, but um, for a person that doesn't like sports, if this book is good, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll, well, I'm going to read it anyway. So thanks for the recommendation. Well, I don't like sports either, and it's really more of a, daughter's coming of age kind of book so I, I hope you'll like it I'm going to even reread it so we'll see you next time okay bye bye